Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And you're really going to enjoy our time today. We've got a, just a delightful young lady with us today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then we'll get started. Her name is Anissa Zucker and she lives in New Hartford, Connecticut with her husband, David, their five-year-old daughter, Melody, and their coonhound mutt named Reese. Anissa works as an adult educator, ESL, GED, and at uh, Education Advance in Litchfield. She holds a master's degree in literacy education and a bachelor's degree in psychology and elementary education, and her lifelong interest in writing drew her towards various related memberships and groups which provide more inspiration and encouragement. She's written a poetry book titled Fearless Expressions, A Time for Us, and The True Story of Santa Claus, a juvenile novel about the true meaning of Christmas in the spirit of giving. It was actually inspired by a friend of hers, the clown doctor, Patch Adams. Anissa finds pleasure in exploring with new arts and crafts projects, including flow art and Bible journaling. Her hobbies include tennis and knitting and reading and fiction writing, as well as poetry, and the practice and teachings of the gospel through kinos education and youth services. So having said all of those wonderful things, hello and good morning, Anissa. That's a mouthful. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've been to lots of places before in my journey, and um, it's brought me here. And I'm just so grateful to be here and honored to be uh, with you today. Well, thank you. I, I met Anissa through uh, through Facebook and online and her commenting on different things. And then we've uh, gone back and forth. But this is the first time I've got to see your beautiful smile in person. And uh, so we're going to have a good time today. And this uh, start out, as I always ask my guests, tell people uh, how your understanding of God's unconditional love and grace and inclusion for everyone. Tell us how that's affected your your day-to-day life and your relationships with your family and friends, co-workers, all of those things. Sure. I grew up in a congregational church. And when I went through confirmation, I remember the reverend at the time, reverend said to me upon graduating from the confirmation class was, why do you not believe in the Virgin Mary being a virgin? And I remember at the time telling him why, and I had all these reasons. And I don't know what came over me, but I just felt like something in the spirit was leading me to some deeper revelation. But really now, now that I look at it from the past, I see there were a lot of wounds in my own life that I thought I had to fix and I thought I wasn't good enough. And just 
over the year, it, even in the true story of Santa Claus, it sort of mentions this a little bit with the main character and her journey. Anybody that questions anything in the Bible tends to get that, you know, third degree. And if there's anything that you're questioning at the time, it was the Virgin Mary, everything else I believed in. But for whatever reason, I didn't believe in that. And even just that one aspect made me feel separate and different and not included. And since that time, I've actually come to believe that she was virgin. And I I do believe now, but it took me a while. And I think a lot of it had to do with my spiritual path. I had to go to the dark places that many of us have been through before until I really, really knew the love of God and, and how much he loves each and every one of us. But it took me going to some dark places to realize that. In college, I studied psychology and elementary ed. But of course, you know, along the way, there's the drinking and there's the pot smoking and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm very, I'm confident to say, you know, I I did that and uh, even had a um, opiate addiction because of a surgery that I started with a surgery that I had an operation. And then the pills, for whatever reason, took over my life. And it was just downhill for a few years. Mm. So that was a big, big struggle, big pain point. I didn't see God. I couldn't see God. I couldn't hear God. I didn't think I was loved. I definitely didn't want to be a Christian at the time because I thought that all Christians believed in eternal conscious torment. And um, I just couldn't face that reality. Well, what I thought was reality. So I ran from God for many years. And then finally... I had my daughter five years ago, I started having tangible experiences with God. And that's why I call myself Christian mystic, because I've had some really supernatural encounters with God and not intending to. It's not something I had to work up or, or I just like did anything to deserve it. And even right now, I'm still working around some guilt issues. Like, why am I getting this? Why doesn't everyone get this? My husband's Jewish right now, too. And he's not a full believer, but he is very honest. And he will tell you, you know, maybe, maybe not. He's very agnostic. He grew up Jewish. And he we do the traditions in his culture, too. And, and I just wonder sometimes why some people get these visions or these inspirations and some people don't. And so I'm still working around some of those guilt issues. But right now, I'm just so thoroughly convinced that God will save everyone. And I don't know how that's going to look like in the afterlife. I don't claim to know all that. I'm sort of new in this, just been five years or so. But I'll just tell you real quick, the way that I came to believe is basically I was going to a church in my town, Bakerville, and I started feeling like, you know, I was just going to try to increase my spirituality and be open-minded. Previous to that, I was in a Buddhist temple for many years, just just praying, uh, meditating and, and such. But I wasn't finding salvation. Salvation was the missing piece of the puzzle. Like I kind of knew in deep inside that he wasn't a punishing God. He wasn't about to punish me for every single sin I've ever done. So I was starting to get that awakening just within me. But what really led me to the repentance was just this consuming fire of like guilt and shame from my past. So when I went to my knees and I prayed to the Lord, I did the sinner's prayer and all that. I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like, Oh, 
Jesus just jumped inside me and I'm all better. (laughs) So again, I felt like a fake. I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like I was just sitting in the pew, but I wasn't really fully believing. And how much do I have to believe for God to save me? And what am I saved from? So I had lots of questions regarding eternal, even just the afterlife, um, even heaven. um, So I started to get curious and um, I started reading the Bible And it really just like a few weeks into this study, one day, I I remember it very clearly. I just came home. I wasn't having a terrible day. I wasn't having the greatest day either. It was just a mediocre day, just coming home from work. And I came home. I was, nobody was home. And I went into the kitchen and I saw a light, literal light, just a beautiful ray of light shining through. And I just felt the presence of God so strong that I just fell to my knees and, and sort of just like, like let out a cry and um, humbled myself and, and just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for whatever you're showing me. And at that moment, it was, it was like it was downloaded into my brain or something that Jesus is real. The Virgin Mary is real. Everything about Jesus is real, but I want to show you more. And that was like the feeling I got. And I was like, wow, something miraculous is happening. And then even just everything I was doing for the next couple of weeks, it's like I would hear, and this only lasted for a couple of weeks, but I would literally get ideas I've never had before in my life. Like you should go to a nursing home and massage someone's feet for volunteer work because I, I wasn't working at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's, let's uh, just let that fester for a little bit and see where that goes. But it kept going on in my head. So so I said, okay, well, I'll go for the interview. I went for the interview. I got the job as a, you know, a volunteer job. <laughs> but I literally worked one day and then another opportunity came up where I felt like I was being led to work with adults who want to learn English. So I did that. And then in the meantime, I'm, I'm thinking about children. I want to adopt children. All these big ideas. None of that has manifest yet, (laughs) but I do think in the future, that might be something that I might be interested in. But just the fact that I had all these ideas coming into my head that were not, it didn't feel like they were my own. And I'm not saying, you know, it was God telling me to do this, you know, or else he's going to punish me. It was more like, just like, you can do this, Anissa. You don't know who you are yet. And I want to show you, you can do so much more with your life. And I was, who is this optimist? <laughs> I'm used to the negative, you know, negative. And it was consuming, Paul. It was just, it, it took over my, my whole life changed. I, I used to watch um, scary movies and I didn't watch scary movies. I used to, just certain things I used to do, little habits, food eating is um, a little better. So it's shaped and changed my entire life, this, this experience. But again, I don't hold tight on the experience. I hold tight on the relationship. And at first, what happened is the only way I could describe it is like, um, if anyone's read C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters, I got all mixed up, Paul. I was, I was chasing religion because I said, wow, if Jesus is real, then maybe hell's real. Oh my goodness. I better go find the right denomination. I went to every denomination in my area, Paul. (laughs) I was like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And I got baptized in a Baptist church. A few weeks later, I hear at this particular church some anti-Semitism and then some homophobicism, however you call that. And I started to question the pastor at the time. 
So that was my walk sort of out of religion. I know there's so much to the story, but I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying just, I, once I walked out, it's, that's when like my whole world shifted and I spent a lot of, like you would say, prayer to closet time with God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and just experimented with the Bible, just like, okay, God, you direct me. Everyone's telling me, read this chapter, read that. I'm listening to man, but I want to, it says in your word to listen to your heart and don't worry about what man says. Once and for all, stop trusting in man who is but a breath from death, frail and puny man. That was like, I think that was a quote from Isaiah 22, 22 or something like that. And I remember just like hearing that and hearing be still and know that I am the Lord, which I think is Psalms 41.10, but I could be wrong. <laughs> and so I did. I listened to that and I just sat and meditated, reflected on things. And sometimes I would hear nothing, nothing would happen. And the walk was, there were some dark moments in it where like some of the trauma would come up in my past, but I would see Jesus there. So it was like, wow, he was showing me like, when I was a kid, I used to be kind of always attached to the kids that were a little bit mischievous or needed help in their life. And my mom was always worried, why are you hanging out with the bad kids? But Jesus was telling me that was me and you. That was, it was like something about that moment in time in history in my life where I really felt like I wanted to reach out to them just out of pure love. And just to admit it, that I do have the love of God in my heart, even though I chose addiction, I've spoke poorly to my parents in my past, all of that is forgiven. And I'm totally loved by God. And Paul, I just like, I just burst into tears. I just couldn't control the amount of deep, deep repentance. And for me, repentance is um, like uh, Francois de Troyes describes it in the book, The Mirror, is a change of your mind. It's metanoia. And I think you've said it too, change of mind about who God is. And slowly the dualism of the judge God who doesn't like me, but deals with me, you know, loves me, but doesn't like me, slowly melted away that he does like me as a friend too. And the beautiful part about it was he would slowly reveal things to me in the time that I needed to hear it. It wasn't like he gave it to me all at once. I think I would explode if that happened, but I'm just so blessed right now just to be a part of this, just to be a part of this age that we're living in. I feel like we're in a transition and more people are coming into this reality of the new creation of our new identity in Christ and it not being a weird thing. You don't have to have supernatural experiences to experience it. It's just love of the father and the Trinity in real tangible ways. I'll tell you this one quick story and then I'll stop. But when I was with my daughter, we were swimming, my, my husband's swimming, I'm swimming, we're in the lake, we're having a grand old time. And there's another kid there too, but they're a little bit nervous, like, oh, well, should we, I don't really know these people, should I join? And then finally, I was like, I thought of Baxter Kruger, because he's, he's had the same, a similar situation happen to him. So I just let him let her in. I didn't even know who she was. And she started joining us in the fun. And I just felt the father's love. This is what I want for mankind. I want, you don't have to spread this gospel. of If you do this, you will be saved. Like he just wants participation. And so that word participation and rest, just like 
resonated in my spirit. And ever since then, I've been trying to like show that without having to preach the gospel or not having to preach only because in my town, when you start preaching the gospel, people turn the other way. They're like, oh no, here comes one of those evangelicals. So really just like living the gospel and just being as Jesus would towards our neighbors, doing little favors, little, and in, in the Jewish culture, it would be called mitzvah, doing little mitzvahs for people. Those are random acts of kindness and just showing the love of Jesus, the true Jesus, who he really is and what he's already done for all of us, each and every one of us. From there, I went to the Cana New Wine Seminary after going to John Crowder's. I went to one of his, uh, which is like a drunk, not drunk on wine, but drunk on the new wine, which is God's love. And I was completely doubtful. I went there. I was like, all right, let's listen to the gospel. And John Crowder preached a beautiful gospel of inclusion. And I've never heard it preached before. And my whole I couldn't even move. Like I've never been to a Pentecostal. I've always been very kind of conservative, to be honest, like kind of not, I've been kind of afraid of like going all out there, like the charismatics, but I had no control. God just took me. He just showed me his love. And I just felt honestly, yeah, like I felt almost like drunk, but it was a different kind of drunk. It was a holy drunk. It was a it was just a beautiful surrender to God and his glory and his joy. And it just overtook my whole body. And I was just in joy. And uh, if you haven't experienced it yet, it's a little bit hard to articulate, but there's nothing scary about it. There's nothing. It's just such a beautiful thing. If you can let go and soften your heart and listen to God, it's just beautiful. And I was transformed from that moment. I, I honestly thought someone maybe put something in the drinks or something, <laughs> but I was like, no, this is bottled water. I should be fine. <laughs> but ever since then, Paul, I've just been changed. Just every relationship I've, I've been in since then, I've been able to do things that to me were a miracle. I used to be so nervous just to meet a new person, just to talk about myself because I thought, I was a terrible person. I thought I had all these misconceptions. Well, I thought the fruits of the spirit meant you had to have a lot of things and show it like you had to have a great husband, a great family, a lot, sort of even a lot of money. I thought like, you know, good job and stable family. And that was the fruits of the spirit. And I wasn't doing so well in those areas, <laughs> let me tell you. But once I came to realize, no, the fruits of the spirit, love, patience, kindness, that's what God's looking for. Your heart. Where is your heart at? And I just hope this resonates with someone out there because for so long, I was just even going to AA meetings. I was, they tell you, you're, you're always just like in church you're always going to be a sinner. You're always going to struggle with drinking. If you drink, you will not stop drinking. And they would just tell you these things. And I'd be so scared. Oh God, if I drink again, something that, I mean, one day God was just like, have a little wine. I had a little wine, didn't drink again. It's like, what is he trying to tell me here? Maybe did I overcome this? No, he overcame it for me. And just miracle after miracle, Paul. It's just, to me, it's, it's just such, I'm so grateful for it. But yet 
I don't have the words to express it <laughs> yet because I'm still new at all this, but I just want to show others that it is possible to have a relationship with God and everyone's walk is different. Everyone's walk is different. So that's all I could think of for now about my walk, but there's so much more I don't want to. Well, we'll get into that next time. What a wonderful story and uh, several things that I want to talk about in, in our next episode, but just one of them we'll close with here. Uh, you talked about the fruit of the Spirit, and I love the Passion Translation where he says uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love and its many varied expressions, colon, and then he goes on to joy, peace, patience, and all of those fruits are expressions of God's love. And the first one of those is joy. And gosh, I just, I see that in you all over. I mean, it just comes out in your in your countenance and your smile and your words and your expressions, your actions. And uh, it's so obvious that... Uh, <laughs> Hard to hide. <laughs> yeah, well, don't try to hide it. It's a, That's a wonderful thing. And... Uh, well, our time is up, so we're going to finish this, and then we'll do another recording that people can hear a week later. But before we do, Anissa, tell people how they can contact with you, where they can get your books, how they can how they can connect with you. So my email that I give out is nissbliss777 at gmail.com, and I am starting a school. We're opening up in December, and it's called Kanos. And it's spelled like K-A-I-N-O-S, education.com. Please don't look it up yet. This is going to be in December. Although, wait, now it is December, right? Yeah. <laughs> this will be, regardless, it's it's a working progress. We're, we're starting it. I already have a couple of students involved, but I'm so excited about it. It's just about sharing with one another what God has done in your life and how this has helped you on your journey. Also, I work with younger kids as well, just with children's ministry. I have a Facebook group. There's a website online where I have more information. As we get ready to close up, Anissa, thank you so much. What a delight it's been to be with you. And I look forward to the next one. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.